Hi there once again. Welcome into this edition of Leading Edge. I'm your host, Jeff Smith. We have got a lot to get to today. We're just a few weeks from the start of another school year. Personally, just to let you in, I have a kid in grade school. I've got one in high school. I've got another one in college. And I'm sure like a lot of parents out there, there is not a day that goes by that I don't think about their safety. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't want to give my 10-year-old a kiss on the head before he walks out to that bus stop. And there isn't a day that goes by that I don't pray that the people in the positions of authority have a plan in place to keep kids safe and to respond when things happen. That brings us to our topic today, and I'm pleased to tell you that there are people locally, in fact, who know what we're thinking. And there is a vehicle in place to address those kinds of concerns. Take a look. I want to show you real quick. This is Stratasite. You're looking at a promotional video right here, but what this is is an online tool that is meant to coordinate local agencies and their responses to, well, let's just call them emergencies. My guests today are the founder and president of Stratasite, Scott Lowry joining us, and also out of Hancock County, Finley School Board President and Finley Fire Battalion Chief, Matt Cooper. Gentlemen, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. I, I, I'm encouraged, I'm excited to talk about this because obviously from a media perspective, Scott, in this business, we get exhausted. People get exhausted with the bad news, and we hear it time and time again. However, this is trying to make good out of something bad. Is that fair? I, I, I think that that's fair. It's realizing that when the unthinkable happens in a school, that it takes everyone in the community to properly respond to that to save lives. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's what we're talking about is saving lives. And what we have learned from our fire brethren is that the more we pre-plan for these events, the smarter we're going to be able to respond. And at the end of the day, the smarter we respond, yeah. the more apt we are to save those lives. I did a Cliff Notes right there as far as Stratasite is concerned. Lay it out for everybody. Give, give them kind of an idea of what this online tool is. Well, is that this online tool was really born from the work that we did in Finley and Hancock County uh, back in 2014, is that we realized that there was a gap in what our capabilities were as a community. We had worked hard in regards to law enforcement and their preparedness for responding to an active shooter event. We were confident on what their capabilities were, mm -hmm. but we realized that there had to be something more than, than what we had. And so we worked with the fire department and came up with this comprehensive plan for every, every school in the county. And it articulated what it was that everyone was going to do. And, and so that we're minimizing the chaos. That's the way we like to refer to it, is minimizing that chaos. And so based on that, that template that we created in Finley is that Stratasite was created. Mm -hmm. It is a, an online cloud-based platform that allows communities to build their plans based on their needs. It's customized to the way that they respond to a particular emergency. Who, who is able to see all this stuff, Matt? And, and, and how do you go about, as an organization, uh, putting this out there saying, we need X, we need Y, we need Z to be on, on the page here? Sure, so I think that was the most beneficial part of um, us using Stratasite and getting our response plans kind of in order is we found that we had even additional gaps that we weren't aware of, like communication and who's on what channel doing what responsibility, because we do understand that our, our police officers and our law enforcement are going to eliminate the threat, but there's so much more to what happens in that incident where fire's involved or life flight or med flight or Prometica or 
um, you name it, you know, we're still triaging and transporting patients that we have to have accountability on. So some gaps that we found were um, not every entity had the right channels that we were operating on. And we didn't know who was going to this LZ and what channel they were gonna be on. Mm -hmm. So getting everybody in the room and having a conversation really with Stratosite allowed us to facilitate that and then build the plans from there on, on who's going where and what their responsibilities are. Thank God we have not had to deal uh, firsthand with something like what we've seen around the country, around the world for that matter. But is, is this not the perfect, I guess, argument for all of the Monday morning quarterbacking that goes on after we see something like this, Scott? A absolutely. I think that, that we as a nation need to ensure that we're continuously getting better at this. The problem's not going to go away. And, and so understanding that is that the more collaboration that we have, the more communication that we have with, with all of the stakeholders involved, the, the better we are going to be to be able to respond to this. Yeah, and obviously when in, in, in journalism, we always we have to send out reports uh, answering the why each and every time. So Matt, at the end of the day, what was the why for you on why Stratosite needed to exist? So we, when I first got elected to the school board, Parkland happened with Marjorie Stillman Douglas, and it really made me think about my own kids who go to school and whether I felt like they were being protected the best way possible with what we had in our community. And it started to get me into a position to where... But it takes you, let me interrupt for a second, it takes yeah. you away from that naive view that it's all happening within the four walls, the confines of the school building. There is so much more, so many more branches is what I'm hearing from you. Sure, yeah, and we, and we found response gaps right away. We teamed up with the police department just with my background and we, we were able to go through schools and kind of see where we were at. And then with our response planning itself, we just identified right away, as soon as we got all the responders in a room, OSP, um, the hospital, the street department, I mean, we're talking about multiple agencies. So when Scott talks about the collaborative effort, it is a community-wide response. And if those people aren't communicating, you're going to have mass chaos and really fire the fire department in particular is really good about pre-planning because we pre-plan businesses and i'm sure you guys have had pre-plans here we're pre-planning what we don't want to happen but we want to be able to respond efficiently and effectively to not only eliminate that threat in a timely manner but also be able to treat victims if we have any and make sure they're transported to the appropriate facility so all this wrapped into one is why we chose Stratosite because it allows us to build not only the mapping but also to be able to share that information across multiple agencies. Stay right there. When we come back, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the implementation in Hancock County and also how this is applicable to more than just schools. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back once again, talking with uh, some individuals here, talking about Stratoside, both Scott and Matt Cooper. Scott Lowry and Matt Cooper joining us here today on Leading Edge. As we were going into break, we were talking more about Stratoside as it exists and just how you decide who you're bringing in as far as who needs to know. What have we learned from these incidents? What have we learned from Uvalde, Scott? What have we learned from Parkland as far as who needs to be involved in the response and how do you guys go about creating this online tool to coordinate that? Well, I, I think that communities need to realize that it has to be all of the stakeholders, police, fire, EMS, and those secondary agencies that are going to come in and support is that oftentimes when we think about uh, these types of events is that they don't always occur in metropolitan areas where there's a lot of resources. 
is that a vast majority of this country has a population of 40,000 or less, and the resources aren't there. So it's about identifying where are those resources going to come from, how am I going to be able to identify those resources, and how can I use those secondary law enforcement, fire, and EMS agencies that are going to come help. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it's really about having conversations with with the community and who are those stakeholders and then we bring them to the table and and make sure that everyone is educated on what that coordinated response is. This thing and just so people can wrap their minds around it and obviously we don't want to talk over heads but understanding how does the word get out? How does this physically work? Are are they logging on? Are they are are you sending out messages to these entities that sign up? How does that work? Well, is that those that sign up is that we we meet with them usually virtually and educate them on the platform, bring them in. There's an implementation process that we have where we teach them how to use the planning tools, mm -hmm. and and really is that through our implementation process is that they begin that that plan building and and they're ready to run with it at that point once we're done with that implementation process. So there is some hand holding that we do as an organization to get them to where they need to be. What have you seen as far as the reaction, the response to this being down in the Finley area? Um, the reaction's been positive. I think the communication itself, like just having the conversation with those assets that we know we have and then additional assets on top of it. So um, like you were asking, how do we share that once we build out plans? We, we give them access to our platform mm -hmm. and they can view them. Plus they have the ability to print off their roles and responsibilities. So they can train on that, which so fire the coach's game plan goes out. Yes. So that they see. It. Yep, and it's only it's only shared with the people that are would be involved in that coordinated response because obviously we don't want the threat to know what we're doing. So we share that with all the assets that will be responding to that, including our city administration, our county administration, and then everybody knows what their role and responsibility is to that event. But they have the ability to view that, and when, when changes are made, we they can get on and see what those changes are. So it's just it's fluid, right? Yes. Yep. One of the things that we talked about uh, before we came on today and I was saying, uh, have we gotten to a point where schools are not naive to the, to the, uh, I guess, thinking that this won't happen to them? Have we, and you said, you even said in your opening statement in our first segment, Scott, you said this will happen again, which is, which is the hard, honest truth. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is. Is that we're not going to stop this tomorrow. And I believe that we are getting to a point where school administrators, school officials realize that there has to be this collaboration with the community, with, with not only law enforcement, but fire and EMS, so that we are all working as one. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's important that your viewers know that the state of Ohio, Governor DeWine and the Ohio School Safety Center are doing a phenomenal job in regards to giving school districts the tools that they need to create a safe environment. Uh, there's no absolute when, when it comes to preventing school violence. We've, we've seen stranicide signups here in Ohio. We've seen yes. them in the state of Indiana, Michigan. Michigan. Uh, and I guess as you guys go forward with this, uh, the point person, and I, I was asking, is the point person schools? Is the point person safety forces? Is it usually fire EMS that used to, has to take the lead? For me, from a school perspective and an emergency response perspective, it's it's the schools understanding what we're doing. But um, the point person for for us in Finley is is the school, mm -hmm. and then we allow police and fire to build 
that response plan to be able to share with our teachers and our administrators so they know what to do, what rally point to go to, depending on what school they're in and how that whole process works. So um, we utilized it from a school perspective and then allowed police and fire and all the entities to come to the table to build those plans for their emergency operations. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate the insight. Definitely, Scott, can you share where people can go learn more about Stratosite if they want to? Absolutely. Uh, www.stratosite.io is our web address, and there they can fill out some information. We'd be more than happy to educate them on, on what it is and what we do and how we do it. Perfect. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Appreciate the yeah. conversation. Obviously important heading into another school year here in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. For the last 25 years, I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of brilliant thinkers and real motivators for change. My next guest is one of those people looking at why, the why, when it comes to violence in our schools and the mental health crisis that, so, that is so apparent in our country. She heads up the Center for Education and Mass Violence and Suicide here locally. Welcome to Dr. Lisa Piscara Kovac, good Thank to see you, you once again. You, you well. and I have met over the years yeah. and we've done some interviews, but yep. I, I've got to get your, I guess, your two cents on what we just discussed there yeah. and the need for elements like Stratocyte mm -hmm. to have that coordinated response. 100%, because oftentimes when there's a situation like this, there's just this mad scramble. You know, and we've, we saw it all the way back to Columbine. It's not conjecture. No, yeah. and we saw it all the way back to Columbine when they created a command post and, and it just, you know, they geared up in their SWAT gear and it just took way, way, way too long. Mm -hmm. So this takes it, takes it to another level. I know law enforcement now is doing um, solo engagement, so the first officer usually goes in. Um, having that knowledge of the building and knowing where to go and getting detailed information is just incredible. Yeah, so you're not having so much uh, guessing, guessing games going right. on the day of. Absolutely. I, I want to cover a couple of things, uh, sure. multiple things with you while I got you here today, and mm -hmm. uh, one of those being mental health, um, which I know is something that you hit on quite a bit in your studies and your research yeah. uh, and some of the interviews you've done over the years, mm -hmm. but I'm curious we haven't had a chance to talk post-pandemic about right. this specifically. Right. And I'm wondering, the further we get away from it, are we furthering ourselves from a mental health crisis? Or is this something that probably within our lifetime ain't going away? I, I don't know that or it's going away. Is that too big of a question? Yeah, <laughs> it's a multi-part yeah. question. You know, I don't know that it's going away anytime soon. Um, we have suicides at record highs, especially among our youth. Um, we're now seeing it in um, the African-American community, a tremendous increase among young males. Uh, so some of the, the data that we're receiving is disturbing. Yeah. A lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. Um, what they're dealing with is a little different than what we might see with somebody who uh, perpetrates a shooting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does it give you pause? I mean, obviously we're coming in. We can't stop the calendar. No. We're coming up on another school year. Yeah. Every every time we go into another one of these, a little bit of the butterflies in the stomach. Yes, a hundred percent. You just you know what's going to happen. Uh, you don't know when and you don't know where, and it's almost like, you know, I, I, I envision this map of the United States and just a random drop of a pin. Mm -hmm. And um, I did. Uh, I was listening to the other uh, gentleman speak, and he talked about you know, where these things happen. And that whole element of it doesn't happen here, he's 100% correct. Mm. Um, every single time they're interviewing people after one of these, 
they say it doesn't happen here. In Never the very it would yeah, in the very communities where it does happen, mm -hmm. you know. So um, I, I worry tremendously. I think we're making progress with threat assessment, with tools like that, um, with the state of Ohio mandating threat assessment teams. Um, we're, we're making strides, but again, it I, has taken a while, yeah. and in my, my opinion, it's taken almost too long to reach this point. Let me ask you from a learned perspective, yeah. and, and I've got to give credit to one of my executive producers. We were having a conversation about you coming on today, yeah. and he said, you know what's interesting to me is the fact that the shooters, the most recent, mm -hmm. are they not students of this culture? Because yeah. you mentioned Columbine, and obviously very new mm -hmm. or newish, if you will, to yeah. experiencing that phenomenon. But now we've got individuals who have grown up around this. Is that fair? It is. Um, it's not giving it an excuse. No, and we do deem this generation. You know, it's sad. The the you know the school shooting generation. Um, they want to be prepared. They want to know what to do. They want to know how to report a threat. Um, they want to know what to do in terms of lockdown and how they need to go about that. And I think that they're ready for the info. What my concern often is, is the adults in, within the school buildings are often hesitant mm. um, to put them through some of these trainings because they don't want to make them really nervous. Um, but they are nervous. And the more prepared you are, the less nervous you'll be. So um, I, there are some very intense trainings. I don't think they need, you know, getting shot with paintballs or anything like that. But knowing that they can escape if there's a possibility to leave that school, leave that school, don't be a sitting duck. Um, so there's so many aspects of it that they've just come, it's sad, but they've just come to expect that it could happen. In our final couple of moments, I've noticed posts that you've put up about yeah. mental health and yeah. the importance of the workplace and, and empathy from right. employers as oh, you go yeah. forward. But my question to you today is where, where do you draw the line as far as running a business, being empathetic, but also knowing at the end of the day, there, you've got to get work out of these people. You've got to get a job done. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not, not even about giving them breaks or, you know, of course, you know, the state or the, the nation mandates all kinds of time off in some instances. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, you know, there is a job. I think of the university as an example. We do have to teach. We do have to do service. We do have to do research. And there can be times in, in any profession where it's just incredibly stressful. So you may have a number of students who are not enjoying your class, you know, and making it known. So you got to sort of tweak that. And then, that can, you know, that can hit you personally and kind of knock you down a little bit. But, you know, it's about letting the workplace equip people with the right tools to cope. Yeah. And that's what we see with the school shooters, too. There's just, for some, it's very difficult for some to cope with these things because they just don't, they don't know how. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also about a, a toxic environment, too. You know, leaders should make sure that they are understanding, that they're not playing favorites, that, you know, that everything that they're doing is, is on the up and up uh, and, and in the best interest of their employees. Because if you're not happy, if you're not mentally well in that environment, you're not going to be productive. 
You brought out a book a couple of years ago, or mm -hmm. it's been maybe more recently than that, White Supremacy in yeah. America. Yeah. Uh, just within the last week, we had mm -hmm. neo-Nazis show up at an Equality Toledo event. They, yeah. they left that when they weren't getting anywhere with that and went over to the Jewish Federation of right. Greater Toledo. Surprised? Not at all. Not at all. This is the growing threat to our nation. Not at all surprised. Um, they've been here all along. You know, they're growing in strength. They're growing in numbers. Um, there is this mindset, um, it's called the great replacement, and that's the whole fear is that if we don't do something about this, that's their mindset, then our nation's going to be replaced. We're going to rip all the white people will be replaced by, by other groups of people, and they don't want that to happen. So if you are not a pure white heterosexual male, you don't belong. Right? So that's their, that's their mindset. And there are so many groups of them. That's the concern is there are many. Um, one of our strongest is Adam Waffen Division. And not only are they prevalent, but they're very sneaky in the sense that they have convinced a lot of media, a lot of folks that they, they don't exist anymore or that they're peaceful. Um, and members of that group have committed murders, and they've celebrated the murders online, but I don't think the general public actually has an idea of just the significance. And I'm not here to fear monger, right. but, but people should be aware, especially within our book, we have certain signs. Yeah, about and, 10 seconds. Yeah, signs and symbols and things that you can identify so you know that there's somebody in, in our midst, right? Doctor, we know you've got a lot of research out there, and we hope people will look you up here after this show. We appreciate the time you spent. Sure. I know it went quick, but we had a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back right after this. Once again, more information on Stratocyte at stratocyte.io. And if you missed any part of our conversation, go to the WTOL YouTube page. Have a great rest of your week.